Happy Tuesday, dear hearts. It's Melissa. I am the founder of A Yogi Kitchen. Welcome to Off the Mat, where we talk about our lessons that we learn in our our yoga practice, our asana and meditation practice, and how they translate into our everyday lives. A Yogi Kitchen is a small woman-owned business with grassroots efforts to feed and clothe and create community through social connection, creating equity. And it is a dreary, cool November day, and I hope you're having an awesome Tuesday. Every session at a Yogi Kitchen, we choose a word, I choose a word, with um, our community's input, with suggestions. I choose a word to focus on. And this session, our word is retreat. Last session, our word was joy. I think it was the session before that, the word was strong. So we've had some really delicious words. Um, And there were some obvious ones, like love, I think, was was that February? We focused on love sometime at the beginning of the year. Um, So that's kind of an obvious one to focus on for February. But I'm getting more creative. And I'm also kind of digging deeper and seeing like where the work we want to do is. And then every class throughout our session, um, we focus, we breathe into the word, and sometimes we will practice based on the word. So the whole month, or it wasn't a month, but the whole session we did, I think it was five weeks, we did strong. A lot of our, our classes were built around getting stronger and just sinking into the uh, recognition of how strong we are on the mat and off the mat. So with retreat, I've been asking you to just say the word to yourself, get clear about what the word means to you. I asked you to envision what a life with retreat built in looks like. Um, And not just what it looks like, but how do you want to retreat? You know, for some people, retreat could be, I'm going to take three weeks and go on a Costa Rican retreat. Literally, like Google retreat Costa Rica, sign up. For some people, maybe it's every year their family goes away and rents a a beach house for two weeks, and that's their kind of retreat. Um, There's no right or wrong way to do it. And I've just actually sort of made a decision about what I want retreat to look like in 2023. And I'm going to let it percolate and marinate a little bit before I share with you. But it does mean taking a chunk of time next year, I believe. Um, and that's a place of, of real privilege. And I'm trying to wrap my head around, like, can I, can I make that happen? Can I swing it? But this week, this last week, and I, I, I talked about this in the last episode, I did a lot of mini retreats. And that was really good for me because it helped me wrap my head around what retreat can mean in the practical, in the now. We can't all just pick up and go to Costa Rica. You know, um, that for some people might be a dream trip that takes a couple of years to put together. For some people, maybe you can say, all right, I can actually swing it financially, financially and time-wise, but I can't do it schedule-wise. Like I can do it, but I have to wait six months. So there's just lots of different ways to do it. How are you going to retreat in the moment? So what I really learned about last week is the power of a mini retreat. And in that power, or in that mini retreat, how powerful being still was and just 
being, learning how to be and release the do. So last week I had this really kind of crazy week with sick people and a funeral and all kinds of stuff happened. And we had our community meal at Sunrise Project. And it was just, it's been really lovely um, having this week that's been a little more quiet, but it's been some catch up stuff. But it's been lovely looking back at the week and looking at the choices that I made and being able to sort of pat myself on the back. And I won't lie, there were some times where I was not so graceful. There was at least one night with a little too much alcohol um, home by myself because I just needed to like turn, turn away from the rest of the world. Um, in a different way than retreat. And I guess that is a retreat in some way that, you know, um, a different way. But there were times where I just was still. And I looked at the power of just being still in a really different way than I have before. Um, Oftentimes, my learning to be still, my practice of being still comes from a real place of privilege where I can say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go to, um, I used to go to hour-long silent meditations once a week. Not everyone can fit that in their schedule. Um, Or I live alone. My son lives with his dad. um, And I can sit on the mat and just be still anytime I want because I have that privilege. I don't have a house full of kids. I don't have a surly teenager who might like come in at any moment and bark at me about something. Um, I have a lot of space to be able to do that, and that's privilege. What happened last week was the learning to be out of necessity, and it was so delicious, and I didn't recognize it in the moment because I was in crisis mode. I was in survival mode, but it was really lovely to just be able to sit, not be on my mat, not be on my phone, not be on my iPad, but to sit in a place that wasn't even familiar to me. Like a couple of times I was at the hospital when I would just go into the family lounge and just sit. And then I found a consultation room, which was even better than the family lounge because the family lounge had a TV on, which wasn't loud or anything, but um, the consultation room was just sort of this bare room and I could just sit in there. And if you were still enough for long enough, the lights would go out. And so that was sort of my measure of how still I was being. And it was, it was really delicious. So I encourage you to think about a couple of different things. Thinking about the difference between rest and retreat, between relax and retreat, and then also thinking about the delicious place of being instead of doing We're talking about the power, the joy, the strength of learning to just be and how that relates to retreat. And I think it's a really, um, it's, it's why I like focusing on one word for like six weeks, because the more we practice We breathe into the word. The more we meditate around the word, the more we talk about the word and just think about it walking through our day-to-day lives, the the more the word starts to change and we start to see the nuances in the word. Um, I learned so much about joy last session. I thought I knew what joy was. I thought I really didn't connect with the word joy that much. And then I realized I have so much joy in my life. And I have to tell you that this session feels really different to me. Last session when I was thinking about the word joy, 
every day. It made such a difference in my life. And so it's a good reminder that, you know, to go back and be like, all right, let's take a let's take a moment to meditate and joy because we haven't thought about it for two or three weeks or we haven't we haven't thought about it in a very directed way for two or three weeks. Um, and how different this session feels thinking about the word retreat. So um, I encourage you to look at your life and notice if you are someone who is comfortable with the idea, with the practice of being, or are you someone who constantly needs to be doing Um, And I I tend to attract people. I have a lot of people in my life who are doers. They want to do all the time. And if they're not actually doing, if they are sitting, they're distracting themselves with something, with television, with articles, with music, with something. And just having silence and stillness and just being is a completely foreign concept to them and makes them very uncomfortable. And one of the things I've always wanted for myself and was a really strong value for raising my kids, and I, I still got one at home, technically at home. Um, he's lives with his dad, but he's still in high school. And so I still keep trying to instill this in him is I always want there to be options. I have always disliked the idea that I have to be a certain way. So I've always tried to expand and open to making choices instead of having to be a certain way. I'm the kind of person who has to do whatever. Um, and, and one of a great, great example was I'm a pack animal. I'm an extrovert. So for a long time, I didn't feel okay unless I was with other people. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just like to be able to be all kinds of ways. And so uh, probably about 10 years ago, I started spending really good chunks of time by myself and learned how to be on my own. Not on my own, but just learned how to spend time with myself. So even like when I lived in New York City, even when I would go out like exploring the city, yeah, I was around millions of people, but I was spending time with myself. And so um, that was really important to me. And also I have very... um, deep experiences because I was so present with just myself in the city. So um, for the last 10 years, and I'm I'm saying that and then I pause because I can also remember times living in Chicago as a teenager where I would be in the city by myself, spending time with myself. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, um, or maybe I did it when I was a teenager and didn't like it, but I still did it. And as an adult, I learned to really appreciate it. Maybe that's the difference. Um, and in some ways, that can be retreat. But my point was, you know, I, I really wanted to be someone who can be all different ways and not have to be locked into one way of being. So I can be a doer. I can get a lot done. But I also take those times in between doing and just I'm quiet. I don't always, I'm not always just still, but I'm just quiet sometimes. And going back to being still, going back to those retreats of hour-long silent meditations, um, which I kind of forgot about until I just said it right now, and what that felt like to be quiet and still for an hour. Um, And lots of people do it for longer than that. I think maybe I've done it for 90 minutes before, two hours, 90 minutes, 
but I, but an hour was a really consistent practice for me for a while. And what that, what that kind of retreat does to you, how that shifts, it shifts everything. It shifts your brain chemistry. It shifts your heart space. It shifts your awareness. It shifts how you think about yourself. It shifts your um, interaction with the world, at least for a short while. Like when you, when, whenever it is the gong or the bells or however the meta person who's facilitating brings you back for a couple hours after that silent time, the world seems a little bit different. Everything seems a little more immediate, a little more clear because you've retreated. You've gone back and you've turned sort of everything off a little bit. Um, Cause when you're in silence, there's not much to hear. There's, you know, of course there's always like atmosphere sounds and there's always someone who's like shifting their position. So you hear little things, but then you walk out into traffic and it sounds huge. Um, so I think that's another, another thing to think about in terms of retreat of that withdrawal. That's another sort of nuance of the word retreat, right? Of how we withdraw, whether we withdraw our senses, we withdraw our personality, we withdraw um, from an experience. And of course, to do so mindfully and intentionally is the idea around retreat. If we're just shutting down, that's something completely different. But really choosing when and how you're going to choose to just be still, be in retreat. So I invite you just to think about that this week. Um, And my week this week, knock on wood, is a lot more quiet. So my intention is to podcast more, get the blog out. The blog hasn't been out for a while. A new new, uh, post hasn't been out for a while and get the newsletter out. So that's sort of, I'm putting my intention out there so everyone can hear it. Um, But the rest of it is a little retreat where I'm just stepping back from the world. We don't have a community meal this week. Um, Like today, I have nothing scheduled except for a meeting at Sunrise Project. And it's just going to be like, two women having coffee talking about what's coming up. It's not a stressful meeting. It's not a hard meeting. It's going to be fun, actually. Um, It's going to be a good meeting. So what's coming up? It's always a little different. Every week is a little different at a yogi kitchen. We have some planned exciting things coming up. The most immediate is we are popping up. So pop-ups are classes that um, people in our community or even people outside of the community request. And once you request a class, I kind of feel like that makes you part of our yoga family. So the request for this week at this point, the only request I have is 7am on Thursday. We're going to do gentle wake up yoga. And the beauty of this class is it's 30 minutes on Zoom. So you can roll out of bed in your pajamas, be on Zoom. You do not have to turn your camera on if you don't want to. And we just kind of gently move our bodies working out the creaky, cranky places, increasing circulation, and it makes Thursday such a lovely morning. And if I, my life were different, I might consider teaching a 7 a.m. class every every day. But once a week is kind of what I can manage. And the last couple weeks, it's been crazy that I I couldn't manage doing an early morning class. So join us, 7 a.m. gentle wake-up yoga on Zoom. All the Zoom information is on the website, yogikitchen.com. And if you want to request a class, you just text me, 785-760-5412. And then once you text me with a request, I can put you on the text list, and then you get um, all the notifications of requests. 
So that's happening. Then on Saturday, we are joining Sunrise Project at 1501 Learnard, and we are um, hosting the kickoff to share the warmth, which is the winter long program of sharing coats. And the kickoff is called Coats and Coffee. We'll be at sunrise from 10 a.m. till 12 noon. And you can come get a coat. You can drop off a coat. So the, the front porch pantry, front porch pantry becomes also a closet throughout the winter and it's open 24 seven. You can come grab whatever pantry items you need as well as a coat. And we ask for only coats. Um, we just don't have enough volunteers or staff to manage having a full blown donation closet. We can manage coats. So um, if you are a baker, usually our yogis bake for um, sunrise events. If you would like to bake a breakfast item, text me, call me, uh, email me, mel at a yogikitchen.com. And you can bake. We're looking for breakfast items, but any baked item is fine. Right now I have cinnamon rolls coming. Uh, they should be banana bread. And I think I'm making scones. I'm going to look in my freezer and see. Um, I think I have some strawberries in my freezer, make some strawberry scones. And uh, I think there'll be other, uh, there'll be other stuff for sure. So if you want to contribute to that, we bake in our homes and then we drop off at Sunrise Project. And that morning, as long as you bake, drop off by like 930, we're good. Um, and if you want to drop off earlier at my home, again, text me and then I'll take it in when I go in in the morning. After that is our community meal. We're doing spaghetti and meatballs. I'm so excited to do sort of this old-fashioned, traditional. And spaghetti and meatballs, to me, feels like fall. I don't know why. I know people eat them throughout the winter, throughout the spring, even in the summer. But to me, it feels like late fall, early winter. This is the perfect time for spaghetti and meatballs. And we have, um, I don't know who it is, but I know we have a volunteer soror uh, sorority group that's coming to volunteer. So we have a lot of hands to do this. It's going to be a really fun prep time because we have a lot of volunteers. And the more people that come, the more fun it is. If you would like to volunteer to prep for that meal, um, go to sunriseprojectks.org. And you can sign up. And it's really important to sign up and let us know that you're coming so that we know how many volunteers we have and, and how everything fits together and works. If you can't join us to prep and you want to bake in your home and provide dessert on that day, we'd love it. It would help us out so much. And if you can't do any of that, come get some spaghetti and meatballs. And I think there's going to be a side salad with it. The meal is Friday. Uh, no, <laughs> the meal is Wednesday, November 16th from five to six. And if it's nice enough, people sit out at the picnic tables or sometimes bring blankets. Um, and if not, it's all packaged up for you to take home and you can come get as many meals as you're like. This is a community event. It's for every single person in our community. And then November 20th is our retreat. It's a Yogi Kitchens, Kitchens retreat. I'm inviting you to my home. And there's a little shift that's just happened. So we had to reschedule the retreat. There was some COVID going on. There was some other stuff going on. We were scheduled too close to pie, the pie auction at sunrise. And um, when we all looked at our calendars, we chose November 20th. Thought, oh, that's going to be a nice day. I was a little worried about it. So I looked up what the weather has been like for the last two November 20th. It's been in the 70s. And according to Alexa, 
November in Kansas has been very similar to October in Kansas for the last two years. And I do remember that. We had really mild, we didn't get snow. I think we got snow like early, but then it melted like in a day. And then we didn't get snow consistently again until like January. So I thought, all right, we're going to be able to do this. Well, now the forecast at this point, and we're still way early, but at this point, the forecast for the day is a high of like 45 degrees. So we're not going to be in my backyard as much as I thought. And I'll keep watching that and we'll see what that looks like. However, that means that to be inside in my house, our numbers are going to go down. So I think I have about, I'm going to say two more spots. We'll do two more people available. So if you know someone who's been kind of thinking about coming to the retreat, have them sign up. Um, Because when those two spots are gone, I'm going to close the doors and and take the sign up down from the website. If I get a bunch of people in the next like five days that are like, oh my gosh, I've been waiting to sign up. I want to come. I would consider moving it from my house and maybe renting a space in town. But at this point, I'm really thinking one or two more people and let's do it that way. It would have to be more than five people asking. It would, it would have to be like an influx of like 10 people saying, oh, I'm coming. Um, and then, you know, I would shift how I think about it. But right now I really want to have you guys in my house. I want to, you know, I want to host you here. So go to the website at yogikitchen.com. Under the Dropbox, Delicious Yoga is workshops and retreats. And that's where it is. We're going to do it again in the spring. Not the same way. Probably not in my home. Um, and it'll be like a half day. It'll be a little bit different than how we're doing it now. Um, more like a workshop than an actual retreat. And then I think... The only thing I have coming up is somewhere around New Year's. I think the week between Christmas and New Year's, a yogi kitchen is going to be offering delivered meals. And at this point, I think it's going to be a fundraiser for us to help us host some more events in the um, late winter and the spring. Um, I think it's going to be individual Chicago style pizzas. For those of you who know me, you know, my first job was at Giordano's in Chicago. So these are stuffed pizzas. Um, I would, you would have to order them ahead of time and there'll be a pickup time um, and possibly delivery depending on who it is. So that I'm getting that idea together right now. And I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be the week between Christmas and New Year's is when we'll do that. Um, maybe like a pickup for December 29th or December 30th. Um, so keep that in mind, put it on your calendar. I got this idea from the Jewish community center. They just did, um, they did a baking fundraiser and I missed it. And I live walking distance from the Jewish community center and they made homemade challah and babka. And I was so looking, there might've been kugel. I was so looking forward to it and I completely forgot, but it's a wonderful idea. It's a good fundraiser, fundraising idea. And I I want to do so much with a yogi kitchen. So I want this to start becoming a thing that we do. Okay. Having said all of that, um, I wish I'd said this earlier because I know some people aren't listening anymore. There is an awesome show that I want to share with everyone um, called Broken Bread. And it's not new. I think it's from like 2018 or 2019. And it's with the chef Roy Choi in South LA talking about all the issues around food. 
Um, it's about feeding people. It's about community. It's about what to do with the marginalized people in our community, how we can not just hand them a plate of food, but employ them, help them live better lives, how and through doing that, we all live better lives. It is about food deserts. It's about um, sharing groceries, which uh, my friend Ann Holland calls redistributing the wealth. It's about doing stuff like that. It's um, what else is it about? It's about what the meat industry is doing to the climate. Uh, and it's how we can shift the, the meat industry, how um, he goes to beyond meat to the factory and, and talks about what that shift is from things like veggie burgers to plant-based burgers. Um, and, and just it, the whole thing is just really good. And it just talks about so many of the issues that Melissa Freiberger at Sunrise Project and I are really passionate about. And um, we're going to start doing some planning for the next year and the events that we want to see happen. And it does not happen without you. Whatever thing you're doing in your community, you got to show up because it doesn't happen without you. And we all need each other. We need to, to, we need helping hands. We need to hold hands and do it together. So I hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday. Go to the websites, yogikitchen.com, sunriseprojectks.org, request a yoga class. All of our classes are by donation. Your donations help me put gas in my car so I can take food to people. Um, it helps me buy yoga pants when they get holes in them. Um, so it pays me, but it also helps us do what we do. It helps us um, feed people. It helps us clothe people. And our donations at um, Sunrise Project are never required, but always accepted and appreciated because so many of our programs do not get funded through grants. They are funded through your donations. Have a fantastic Tuesday. Namaste.